Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we are in Hebrews chapter 7. Now, we ended the last week looking at chapter 5 and 6 and really wrestling with this, this challenge, this exhortation, this, this strong encouragement, this charge to mature in the faith, to become those who aren't just uh, those who drink milk, spiritually speaking or theologically speaking, but, but feast on 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 meat, solid doctrine. And we saw that these warning passages, they have this, this strong warning, but then they're paired with this reality that God is actually the one moving us forward. He, he is the one who's going to permit us to move forward. And so our hope isn't in ourselves and our ability to mature ourselves or to grow on our own strength, but rather it's a hope that is cast completely on the Lord in his working in our life. And so I want to start by just reminding you that the Lord's faithful. And this text in Hebrews 7, it, it kind of just increases our awareness and ultimately our awe of, of the, the working of the Lord in our life and in his faithfulness. And so let's go ahead and turn to Hebrews chapter 7, starting in verse 22. And we're going to find some amazing things. This is talking about Jesus and his priesthood and how his priesthood is superior than the previous uh, priesthoods that were temporary and, and only earthly. Let me jump in. Verse 22 says, This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant, a better promise. It says the former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in the office, but he holds the priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Now, this just makes sense. Uh, the high priest would, would die and then a new one would take his place. Jesus is better because through his death and resurrection, he is reigning eternally. And let's continue. Verse 25. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him <laughs> since he always lives to make intercession for them. He is able to save to the uttermost, to the very furthest extent, those who draw near to God, not through their own maturity, not through their own hard work, not through their own moral superiority, but through Christ. Since he lives to make intercession with or for them, he, he's praying for us. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. This is Jesus. This is how it describes him. He, he has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily. First for his own sins, he wasn't a sinner. And then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. The ultimate sacrifice for the law-appointed men in their weaknesses, as high priests, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. This is our perfect high priest. He was sinless. He offered himself the perfect sacrifice, died, rose again, and now he, he intercedes for us in the heavenly places. He prays for us. And understand, look at verse 25. He is able to save us to the uttermost. Brother or sister, you have trusted in Christ and you, you have sinned again. 
You have, you have messed up again. Maybe you've really gotten into it this time. What do you do? You say, I just got to fix my life. I just got to be better. Why did I do wrong? I'm, I'm going to be better next time. What do you do? You fall upon the grace and mercy of Christ. You cast your hope upon Christ. You trust in Christ once again. You know, this goes back to last week. When we, when we look at how maybe we feel like we're those who we have not grown in our faith as we should. We are those who seem to be stuck on a milk diet, not on a meat feast. And we say, man, maybe, maybe I'm just a failure. Maybe I've messed up so much that I'm not saved. Here is what you do in that moment. You don't trust in yourself. You don't look at your own ability to be good. I know this is repetitive, but listen, this is so important. In that moment, flee to the cross. Fall upon his mercy and grace. In that moment, once again, do not trust in your own goodness, but recognize your own wickedness and trust in Christ in his perfect sacrifice. He is the great high priest. He lives to make intercession. He prays for us right now, even in our frailty, even in our weakness, even in our rebelliousness. He has saved us. And as we look upon him, then, then we begin to grow. Then we begin to mature. Then we begin to, to desire to know the truth and discern what is right and wrong. Then we begin to, to have our character formed in Christ, not because we're trying better and we're doing more and we're working harder, but because we have cast our hope, our faith, our trust, our everything upon the great high priest. This is an ancient way for our modern day.